Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... I'm E.G. Marshall. By the beginning of the 19th century, the finest vessels afloat were the great merchantmen of the East India Company. At 1,200 tons, they were the true queens of the sea. Yet a voyage from India around the Cape of Good Hope and on up by the west coast of Africa and of Europe was a long and hazardous undertaking at best. The gauntlet of pirates, freebooters, and the sometimes insurmountable weather had to be run. Disaster sat behind the voyager's shoulders all the way. What was that, Mr. Rowland? That last lightning bolt hit us from the mizzen to the stern, Captain Stokes. What's the news from below? We're settling on the port bow, sir. Giving twice as much water as the pumps can handle. Then get Lady Castleton topside. And stand by to abandon ship. Our mystery drama, Phantom World, written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Marion Seldes and Lloyd Batista. I'll be back shortly with Act One. of our Lord, 1814, England and America were at last at peace after the senseless war of 1812. The HMS Arabella set sail from India for England. She was flying the flag of the East India Company. 1,100 tons burden, her clustering square-rigged sails hungry for a breath of air in the calm of the Indian Ocean. Of the complement aboard, we need consider only two people. The Lady Castleton, Wife of the Governor General of India, headed home to rejoin her two young children. And a certain Captain Giles Maybury, sequestered in irons in the lazarette, on his way back to England to be tried for murder and high treason. Till a raging typhoon came whistling clockwise out of the south to change the established order of things. Yes, Captain Stokes? Your pardon, Lady Castleton, but I felt it no less than my duty to warn you. Is it a, a typhoon? I'm afraid it is. At best, we're in for a period of discomfort. I must ask you to keep to your cabin. How much danger is there? Well, I should hope little. The Arabella's a fine ship. She's ridden out many a storm before this. Still, one must take precautions. Just tell me what I have to do. Well, above all, dear lady, don't be afraid. But if the unthinkable happens and we should have to abandon ship, I urge you to wear the simplest of gowns and not to saddle yourself or the lifeboat with too much baggage. The unlikely event takes place. I promise you I shall be of as little burden as possible. But in the meantime, can I be of any help? Only by staying in your quarters and by not despairing, milady. With luck and God's help, we shall ride this one out like all the others. <laughs> What's to do, Boson? All hell, most like. Typhoon blew up from itself. How bad? No way of knowing till we ride it out. If we do, it's a bad one, no doubt of that. You think it'll founder us? Well, they never have yet. But there's always a first time. 
Let's see those medicals. Well, what are you going to do? Set you free of the chains. Just on the off chance. Can't have you cooped up here like a rat in a trap. Well, I'm only being forwarded back to England to be hanged. I might as well drown and save the crown the expense and the bother. Well, that's as maybe. If I have to go see Marmaker, I don't intend to have you on me, conscious, sir. Seeing as how I don't hold what you've done was so reprehensible. <laughs> Flying in the face of established authority. Shooting a superior officer. I should have thought such conduct would have rocked you to your conservative soul, Boson Rowland. It just isn't the English way. But then, you're not exactly English, are you? I mean, you was born in the colonies. Yes, I was born in America. Brought up there till my father brought me home to England. I suppose that's my whole problem. I'm affected with the belief that a man ought to have the right to be free. Oh, but not the heathen, Lieutenant. You mean the Hindu, the Sikh, the lowly Parsi? Why not, Mr. Rowland? Well, now, I mean, it just ain't the natural order of things, is it? Isn't that what got me into trouble? Because I refused to give the orders to a firing squad to cut down a sad little rabble of Indians who are only asking for their birthright. What's that? Sounds like the mainmast. And that wind is stronger than I've ever heard. We're in the middle of this one, and we've caught it proper. I'll get to my station. It's every man for himself now. news from below decks, Mr. Rowland? It ain't good, Captain, sir. We're starting leaks all the way up to the freeboard. The pumps can't keep up with it. Have you any fear that we shall founder? Unless the storm abates, it's going to tear us apart, Captain. Were we hit? Yes, sir. Carried away a half our mizzen mast. Well, we'll still run before the wind. And with God's will, we'll run it out. I'm afraid not, Captain. That last lightning bolt split the rudder from wheel to keyson. We have no control over the ship. No, sir, no. Get her ladyship topside and stand by to abandon ship. What's that? A folder rider, sir. That's the powder magazine. We're going down by the head. Get that long boat out. Aye, aye, sir. Stand by to abandon ship. Look lively, lads, and swing out the long boat. Is there any way I can be of assistance, Mr. Rowland? There is, Lieutenant. Go fetch Lady Castleton from the aft cabin. And don't stand on no ceremony. We're sinking fast. I'll bring her right up. Lady Castleton! Lady Castleton! Yes, what is it? Uh, don't ask questions. Come with me. Who are you? Oh, oh, aren't you the renegade lieutenant who was in Ireland? None other. Well, what are you doing running free? Looking to save my life, ma'am, as you should be doing. Is the ship in danger? She's about to sink, my lady. I was sent to bring you above decks and into the lifeboat. Well, why didn't Captain Stokes come and The captain's busy enough trying to save his ship. Now, are you coming with me, or must I save your precious life in spite of you? I'm not accustomed to be spoken to in this way. Nor are you accustomed to facing death, I should imagine. But you are. Now, are you coming? I will come when the captain tells me to. Oh, you'll leave me no choice. And over my shoulder you go. Down, sir. Let me... When I get you to the sternways of the longboat, your favor, madam, lie still. You're waiting not to drag up this matter without crashing about like a wounded owl. Cut it free, lads! Get it all overboard before the rain gets light. Are you? What have you got to have? The Lady Castleton, Captain. Mr. Rowland asked me to fetch her. Leave off ever, man. Put her down. Aye, aye, sir. Who are you? Oh, the prisoner. Milady, are you all right? I will be once you keep this barbarian away from me. First, let me help you to the lifeboat. No, I have nothing with me. My jewels, my toilet case, and my clothes. No time for that, your ladyship. Let me help you over the rail. And you, prisoner, make yourself useful. Help those men cutting the debris clear. Well, I have no blade. I'm unarmed. Oh, then take my sword. 
And if that mess is not cleared, oh, we'll... Oh, hands out of the shrouds! Look out, lads! He's about to turn turtle! It's every man for himself! Hold on to my head, Lady Carter! Ah! <laughs> what happened, Captain? She's in the water. But it doesn't matter. We're all going to be there. Lady Castleton, are you all right? Yes, I'm still alive, if that's what you mean. Are you hurt? No, I don't think so. The ship capsized, and then I, I don't remember going into the water. I only remember coming up and fighting for air and finding this, whatever it is, I'm it's clinging to. It's crossbar from the foremast. Oh. Oh. But the, all these rat lines are dragging it under. It won't support both of us unless I... Unless I cut this tangle away. Uh, what can you use? Cut it. Well, I still have the captain's sword oh. he gave me. Do you know how to swim? Yes. Then let go just for a moment until I hack it free. That's it. Ah, there. There. Milady. Milady. Oh, it's, it's all right. I have you. Hold on to me. Oh. What's the matter? I said hold on. Ah. Oh, damn it. Here, just let me get an arm around you. Ah! That's it. That's it. I'll lash you to the spa. Lady Castleton! My lady! Oh, you can't hear me. But are you dead or, or still alive? Where am I? Somewhere. In the Indian Ocean. The ship. Oh. oh, what happened to the ship? She capsized. And sank? Like a stone. With, oh, with everyone? I mean, all who were aboard? As far as I know. Excepting us. And, and you are... Oh, yes, the prisoner. Oh, yes. The leper still remains the outcast. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean... It doesn't matter. What is is how we can save our lives. If they're worth saving. What chance do we have cast away in this empty ocean? Shh, listen. What is it? Gulls. Now, that means there's land near. What land? Well, the Seashell Isles are somewhere in this vicinity. i never heard of them. Are they inhabited? Well, some of them. Look. What? That white line in the moonlight. That's surf. Oh, come on. Come on, kick. Head for it. Kick for your life. Milady. Yes? We made it. We're safe. Where? This island is deserted. Not a sign of... It seems we're not alone. After all, help! Est-ce que vous êtes vraiment vivant? Who, who are you? What? Je suis le roi, pauvre Pascal, the king of the island. <laughs> And a woman, half dead, half live, cast away on a desert island. 
The female, a gentlewoman, nurtured in luxury. The male, a convicted traitor, heading for a firing squad. Now to this ill-assorted duo add a third. A giant Frenchman, bearded, naked except for a kind of loincloth, and apparently stark staring mad. I shall return shortly with Act Two. Mercifully, Lady Castleton has fainted in shock at the sight of the bizarre creature towering over her. Giles Maybury is helpless to make a move, menacing as this giant with a mahogany skin appears to be. As for Pascal himself, suddenly he breaks off the demonic laughter and, in an astonishing reversal, begins to cry. Je vous en prie, madame, monsieur. Vous êtes real? Vraiment? I, I cannot speak French. Ah, mille pardons. I try to speak with the English. Vous comprenez? Yes, yes, I understand. We are English. Ah, but you are also, what do I say, human beings. Pascal is not alone anymore. I weep because I am so happy. Well, since you're so friendly, can you help us? Oh, what must Pascal do? You have only asked. Will you assist me to carry Lady Castleton to somewhere she can dry out? We, but of course, I will do better. I will carry her myself. And we need water and some food. She is as light as a feather. It is Raymond that she is en Saint-Denis. Her husband is Lord Hugh Castleton, Governor General of the East India Company. Mm. And you, Monsieur, Lieutenant Maybury. At least I was. Can you rise? <laughs> yes. Ah, but can you walk? I'll manage to stagger along. I'll take us where I can drink. And find some fresh water to revive her ladyship. Yeah, so, that is better, eh? Oh, yes. Much better. Oh, the seigneurie. I think she's opening the eyes. Get me some more drinking water. Oui, mon lieutenant. Now, don't, don't try to speak, Lady um, Castleton. Just lie back and rest. But what... Where are we? Safe on dry land. On an island. Oh, yes, I remember. Oh, there was a huge wild oh, man. Don't, don't worry about him. I think he was as shocked to see us as we were him. I, I'm so thirsty. And we'll have you a nice, cool drink in a second. Uh, Pascal. I come. Voila. Uh, thanks. Here, your ladyship. Fresh water. I, I, I don't, don't drink too much at first. Just mm. take it in small sips. Oh, more. No, no, that's enough for a moment. No, I'm still thirsty. Uh, Pascal. Oui, monsieur? From the looks of you, I take this island as uninhabited. Uh, oui, monsieur. This is why Pascal loses his head when he first sees you. I am so happy to see after three years again a human face. You've been here that long? Uh, oui, I mark with a small stone the days as they pass on a rock in my cave. Do you mean to say... That in three years, no ship or boat, nobody has ever come to this island. Mm, that is what I say. But how have you stayed alive? What do you eat? Oh, there is plenty. Fruits, nuts, coconuts, maize, breadfruit. And there are the birds, the fishes, the giant turtles, but no beef. But how did you come to this island? Were you shipwrecked also? Uh, that is a long story. And there are things perhaps not for your ears. We'll save it for another time. <laughs> it would seem it's a commodity we're going to have more of than we might care to. 
Oh, in the meantime, this talk has made me realize I'm famished. Ravenously hungry, too. Can you find us some food, Pascal? Well, it's as much as you want. Shall I bring it? Or will you come to my cave and eat it? I think we'll go with you. I wouldn't want to lose sight of you until we get a few more things settled. Monsieur Pascal, I must compliment you on the meat. I thought you said there was none on the island. That was a fish, Lady Castleton. Oh! Called a dugong. Actually, it isn't a fish, it's a mammal. Hmm? Herbivorous, but seagoing. Pascal, is there another cave available like this? Mm, for why? We must find suitable quarters for Lady Castleton. But there are other caves, we, oui, but it will take time to clean them. Well, let's get one in shape for her ladyship for tonight. It's warm enough for me to bed down outside. No, you must be undercover. It is the rainy season. Tonight, the rains will come. You can share my cave if you want. Well, I may take you up on that if there isn't time to clean one up for myself. But I want to help. No, no, you're worn out. Better rest. Besides, isn't housework just a little below you? Oh, oh. who's that? Oh, it is only Pascal. Oh, oh I've, I've been asleep. <laughs> Good heavens, it's nearly sunset. Where is Lieutenant Maybury? After we prepare a cave for you, he stayed to prepare one for himself. Pascal, he got back to cook the supper. I'm very grateful to you, Pascal. Oh, it is nothing. Oh, you saved our lives. I can never repay you for that, but I'd like to show my gratitude some way. Oh, it is not necessary. Look, this pendant, it, it doesn't mean much here, I suppose, but it's very valuable. Will you take it as a thank you for everything? Oh, Belle, Senor. At least yeah. wear it as a medal, as a token of my thanks. Mm. I shall be proud to. There. Now tell me, how did you end up on this island? Well, I was marooned. Why? Well, if I told the Senori why, she might turn her back on me. Oh. Anyway, there is no time. I must start to prepare the meal. Your palace, Lady Castleton. All the comforts of home. I'll leave you the lamp. Your bed is made up. Palm fronds with a mattress of tree ferns. You should be reasonably comfortable. Well, have you quite dried out? Oh, yes, Lieutenant. How amazing it all is. What? Oh, that even in this wilderness such comforts can be had. A bed, a roof to shelter one, even a lamp. How is that possible? <laughs> A conch shell filled with oil rendered from the digon. A wick woven from some trailing jungle vine. And how lit? With neither matches nor tinderbox? Uh -huh. A twig from the fire. And the fire? Oh, you must ask Pascal that. Who is he, Lieutenant Maybury? What is he? Well, I wouldn't care to speculate. He says he was marooned. Yeah, for good reason, no doubt. Yet, he's kind. And he's saved our lives. Uh, Lieutenant? Yes? I haven't thanked you for saving my life. I haven't thanked fate either for saving mine. Oh, Pascal was right. The rains are coming. Oh, you will excuse me for not wanting ever to get wet again. I'm going to run for shelter. <coughs> oh, what was that? <coughs> Lady Castleton, what is it? <coughs> watch your head, watch your head. The roof is low. Come in out of the rain. Here, here, here. Lie on the bed. Now, what is it? Oh, please hold me. 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 Oh, please hold me
you're in no danger now. Keep who away? Oh, no. You've made me sick to my stomach. Oh, those dreadful, musty, furry things touching me, beating my hair like... Uh, like ghostly hands from a grave. Bats? Is that what you're talking I about? Yes, I, I, oh, I suppose so. Oh, I've never been so terrified. No, no, you can relax. They're not in this cave. The roof is too low. No, no, there. There, I'll leave you here to sleep. No, 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 please. Please don't leave me. I'm sorry, I... Oh, I'm afraid that was the last straw. I'd simply go to pieces completely if I were alone. Very well. I, I won't be far away. I'll, I'll just move to the mouth of the cave. No, do you mind? Just, just hold me a little longer. I'm so afraid of the dark. There. It's all right. I, I won't go away. You try to sleep. Good morning. Mm, morning. I've been here all night. Yes. Yes, you slept like a baby. With you? I had a long sleep myself. But now we're awake here. Do you mind if I take my arm from under your head? It's still fast asleep. Oh, please do. Oh, oh I'm so ashamed of myself. Well, scarcely any need. We may have slept together, but virtually fully clothed. No, that's not what I meant. Oh, forgive me. Of course, Lady Castleton. You meant it was too far beneath your dignity to seek comfort and safety from a common. I meant no such thing. I, I, I was in a blue funk last night, really ready to fly apart at the seams. I'm nothing but grateful for your kindness and understanding. Oh, I'm touched, your ladyship. You can be as sarcastic as you want, but it's the truth. And that will be the end to the titles. My name is Valerie. Oh, Val. The other belongs to a world I... we both have left behind. The matter of a name or a title is the smallest adjustment we'll have to face in the new one that lies ahead. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's not going to be easy for either of us. We might as well start as friends. My name is Giles. How do you do, Giles? Hello, Val. I brought you your favorite drink, Val. Some coconut juice with fruit juice. Thank you, Giles. Did you bring some to drink with me? Uh, yes, if we can take some time off. After two weeks of constant labor, I'm ready to. My other world upbringing scarcely prepared me for this life. You've adapted to it beyond belief. Maybe it's because for the first time in my life I've been free. I, I don't understand. Oh, why should you? You weren't married at barely 17 to a sadistic bully who made the last seven years a nightmare. Except for the two children he forced me to bear for them. I have only love and gratitude. For the man who ripped them from me, the only feeling I can have now is how bitterly I despise him. Well, I have little cause to love Lord Castleton either. It was he who was sending you back to England? To your death? Yes. On the trumped-up charge that in trying to protect the right of some Indian natives, I committed murder. Did you? I killed a superior officer in a fair fight to stop him from massacring a hundred innocent and blameless people whose only mistake was not to have been born British. I believe you, Charles. Do you believe me? Oh, yes. That's good. We live now in a very special world. Just man and woman. Well, 
more than that. Two men and one woman. And I must choose. And I do. You. Oh, not because it is the better of two possibilities, but because in these long days that have begun to shape the pattern of what may be the rest of our lives, I know that no matter how many we numbered, the whole universe, I would still pick you as my man. For better or worse, until... Don't. Don't try to read the future. Let's be content with the present, day by day. And I want you that way, Val. Day by day. But for the rest of our lives. With this thought, I thee wed. With this thought, I marry you. Oh, heaven help us, Val. And all the future may have to bring. A strange and affecting wedding outside the bonds of church and against all dictates of their society. One which can only be binding as long as they are castaways. Will they really remain that for the rest of their lives? Or has fate still another trick to play? I shall return shortly with Act Three. has passed since the former Lady Castleton and Lieutenant Maybury were shipwrecked and cast away on this southern atoll in the Seychelles. The uneasy first six or eight months when Pascal was constantly tempted to challenge Giles' right to be Valerie's mate have now passed, with her growing and obvious pregnancy. The threat of the male's drive to dominate is still for the present, sublimated in the approaching miracle that a new human being is shortly to join them in this lonely paradise. Pascal! Pascal! I am here, Charles, in the thicket. This is where you sneak away to these days. What are you doing? I'm making a cradle for le petit enfant. His grand-père Pascal has to have a present for his arrival. <laughs> so that's why I haven't been able to find my sword recently. Uh, I must have something to cut the wood from the banyan tree. <laughs> Don't worry. I keep it sharp. <laughs> why should I worry? And we have no use on the island for it, except something such as you're doing. Well, you never can tell. Someone may break in on us one day. Well, after four years, can can you really believe that? There. There is always the hope. Or the fear. Tell me, what would you do if a ship arrived, Pascal, and they came ashore? Mm, I do not know. You see the scars on my body? They keel-hauled me, tied me to a rope, naked, and dragged me underneath the keel of the boat from port to starboard fighting for breath till my eyes start from my head and if my lungs burst for air and all the time the barnacles on the ship's hull ripped and tore at me like a hundred knives I was not supposed to live but I did and they threw what was left of me on the beach and sailed away who? the captain and the officers but really the whole French navy why? Because I laid a mutiny against them. And I made one fatal mistake. I did not succeed. And so if a ship should come, I would run and hide. Well, death waits immediately for both of us beyond that reef. Here on our island, well, he'll be more patient. And take us in our own good time. 
Yes, I too would run and hide. And uh, the madame? Ah, well, it's different for her. She has two children halfway across the world she mourns. But uh, she's in love with you and about to bear your child. <laughs> Let's think only on that, Pascal, and, and hope that no one has to make any decisions. Now we're, we're dead to the rest of the world anyway. Since God has given us the gift of a new life, let us pray he will not take his gift away. Oh, how do you feel this morning, Val, darling? Me? I feel splendid, Charles. Why? Yeah, I worry about you having the baby here in this wilderness with no doctor, not even a midwife. Well, I'm not a helpless aristocrat anymore. Not after the last 16 months. Besides... Remember, it's not exactly new to me. I've given birth twice before. Uh, now I see the pain in your eyes as I saw it a minute ago. I can't forget them. Andrew and, and dear little Amantha. He'll be nearly six by now and she'll be just three. I can't help thinking of them more and more as my time gets closer. Oh, my poor darling. How you must miss them. I only hope you don't regret ours. Never. Giles... Must you work today? Well, there's always work to be done. But nothing important. I want... I know this may sound like madness. When there are only three of us on the whole island. But I want to be alone with you. As if there were nobody else in the world. Where do you want to go? To Spyglass Hill. Where we can see all of our little domain. And count our blessings. Well, the wind's quite heavy. Here, we can shelter behind the rock. Help me sit down. <laughs> Hold my hands. <laughs> there. Oh, that's so clumsy. <laughs> oh, you are so beautiful. Oh, Giles. Val. Oh. Hold me close. And let me tell you things. <laughs> what things? I told you once, the day we accepted each other as man and wife... That this island had set me free. I still feel the same. Oh, I still long for my children and I miss them. But I could never go back to that life with him. He humiliated me. Abused me every day I was with him. And by now, he'll be back in England. But he would have done the same before my children. I couldn't bear that. And it, it would have broken their lives. Now, please, don't torture yourself. No, no, yourself. please, let me have my say. His mother will protect and care for them. They'll be better off. And besides, so very soon I shall have our child to take care of. Ah, which shall it be, boy or girl? Doesn't matter. It shall only be the first of many, as many as you want. We need to people this island. Oh, that's for the long future. And we'll need some outside help. No, no, don't say that. I don't want to be found. Well, eventually we have to be. Why? When our son or daughter grows up... We can't lock them into our paradise. It would be hell for him or her once he grew up. Well, that's for the long future. You don't have to worry about that now, please. Well, I hope I can arrange for us to leave in our own good time. What do you mean? Pascal is making a present for the baby's birthday. He's using the captain's sword I brought ashore with us. Well, it, it answered a question that has disturbed me ever since you first told me you were with child. How to build a boat to sail away from the island. But where? Uh, north, I should judge. There are larger islands there, settled by the French, some held by the British. But not now. I don't want them to find us. 
I want to keep you alive. I want to keep my freedom and the greatest happiness I've ever known. If a ship should come, I want to hide. Obviously, so do I. What about Pascal? Well, he has every reason to do the same. He says he does. But I suppose none of us will ever really know until the situation... Giles Valerie! Pascal, something's wrong. Oh, what is it, Pascal? Have you not seen? I was afraid. Perhaps you had not. Beyond the rock, to the northeast. But be careful not to show yourselves. There is a ship headed for the island. Oh, no. Oh, it's British. No. A man of war. Oh. Well, now we face reality. Do we go? Or do we try to stay? Pascal, where have you been? With a branch, I brush all our footprints from the beach. Are you sure that they didn't see you? No, the headland blocks their view. Have you cleaned out the caves? Yes, yes, just finishing. I've made two packs of our belongings. You and I will carry them. But where are we going to hide? Well, at the edge of the bush. We can watch them from there if they land. If they should search. We know the island better than they do. We can avoid them. Fresh fruit. Hold up. Affam, my lads, wait for his lordship. What are you stopping for, Mr. Roland? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's not possible. Just waiting for orders, my lord. What is it, Val? That's my husband's voice. What's the hold up, Bosun? You want us to search the whole island? Yes. We know someone's here from that banyan tree that's been cut recently. Oh, mon dieu, the cradle I have betrayed us. Then we're going to need more men, Lord Castleton. We'll send back to the ship for as many as you need. I want this island gone over with a fine-tooth comb. Oh, no, we're lost. Oh, not yet. C'est tout ma faute. So it is up to Pascal to make amends. Adieu, mes enfants. No, Pascal. I'm lost anyway. No. But you can still be saved. Adieu. Oh, stop it. Shh, oh, no. shh, it's too late. You look for me, eh? By the Lord, Harry. Cover him, men. Who are you? My name is Pascal. Why do you come to destroy my solitude? You say you are alone on this island? For oh, four years, monsieur. You are trespassing on my property. I am a man who enjoys my own company and no one else's. You are a liar. Come closer. As you wish. What's that around your neck? My, my, my neck? That pendant. It belonged to my wife, the Lady Castleton. She's here on this island, too. Where have you hidden her? Look out! Don't let him escape! Cut him down! <laughs> Mr. Rowland and drag him back here. Yes, sir. Come along, lads. Did they kill him? I don't know. He made it to the underbrush. It doesn't matter. They know I'm here now. You will never rest till he finds me. I won't let them find you. The Val, you can't. Hush, darling. It's the only way. Goodbye, my love. You? Val! It's too late for us. Maybe it always was. You? Valerie, I found you. What's that devil's the idea of hiding from me? What's got into you? Valerie. Yes, you. I don't believe it. You're pregnant. Yes. By that scum who wears the pendant I gave you, I'll have him flogged to death and hung from the yard. Please, don't blame him. Who else shall I blame? Is there anyone else on this island? No. No one. I'll make him sorry for the day he ever laid eyes on you. But he's the least of it. What am I going to do about you? Take me back to England and my children. In that condition? 
Oh, no. I won't permit you to make me a laughing stock. I can't even allow the sailors from the ship to see you. A story will get out and the Castleton name will be dragged in the mud. In my condition, it can't very well be kept a secret. What? Oh, slut. Oh. Turn around. Walk into the bushes. What are you going to do? The only thing there's left for me to do. Cut your throat and get off this accursed island before anyone else learns my shame. Now move, Castleton. Who's that? Lieutenant Giles Maybury. Maybury? The traitor who... So you're the one who's responsible for it all. Oh, Giles, why did you have... Hush, Val. This is the only way. Since his precious name means so much to him, I'll arrange he won't have to worry about it. What do you mean? You have a weapon, sir. So do I. Guard yourself. It'll be my pleasure to run you through. First, catch your chicken and... Giles! Cry for him, Valerie. It'll not save him. If I go... I'll take you with me. It, it can't end like, like this. Giles, run. Run, Giles, and hide before the sailors come back. Nowhere to run anymore. Oh, help me to the ground. Oh, my darling, you're hurt. <coughs> oh, oh, better this way. Your children need you. Without him, you have your chance for happiness. No, the only happiness I ever knew was with you. <coughs> oh, remember what we had. Take care of... of our child. Charles, Charles, don't die. Oh, it's the only way. I gave you freedom. So I die happy. Where we knew paradise. And thou beside me... Singing in the wilderness. And wilderness where paradise. Enow. What happened here? What? What? Lady Castleton. And Lieutenant Maybury. Uh, Boston Rowland, remember me? So, we all escaped alive from the Arabella. How about that? But what happened to you, your ladyship? What happened to Pascal? Ooh. Oh, oh, the Frenchman. Oh, the lads are bringing his body back. He was riddled with bullets. Then they're all dead. Except me. And I would be too if I didn't have two little ones who need me. And a third who'll need me most of all. At least I'll have him to remind me of all I leave behind. Come, Bosun. Let's turn our backs on paradise and head for England. And home. The delight of two children to have their mother back with them again was enough to bring Lady Castleton out of her profound melancholia. And their unquestioning acceptance of the baby brother she brought home with her lifted her heart even further. There is this much happy ending to a very sad story. I'll be back shortly. It was Sidney Carlton who said in Charles Dickens' Tale of Two Cities, It is a far, far better thing I do than I have ever done. It is a far, far better rest I go to than I have ever known. In this tale, let that serve as a fitting epitaph for Lieutenant Giles Maybury and that gentle giant named Pascal. 
Our cast included Marion Seldes, Lloyd Batista, Robert Maxwell, and Court Benson. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Mrs. E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.